This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the program. I'm Dave Schrader filling in for Chad Hartman. Joining me for this segment, we've got uh, Ari Bergeron and Chris Tubbs. Now, this is this is new to me, guys. I've you know to come up with something like this. I was racking my brain all night because I couldn't find just one of each thing that I felt like fit into these things. But I think I've I've narrowed it down now. In my overrated category, is this where I begin on this one, Chris? I want to make sure I'm running in the right order. I'm normally a night guy. They don't let me out with the day people. So So. we might be completely killing the bit. All right. So, you know, I don't believe that's possible. You don't believe it. Well, it is a a Chad Hartman Productions. No, I'm kidding. uh, That means it goes with the flow wherever it goes. Yeah, it it rolls out of here. I I think how this thing works Uh is you can say what you could have like five underrated, zero properly rated. It just kind of whatever comes to mind. Well, let me go straight to the throat for things I believe to be Dude, overrated. Come on. That's Ixnay on the out three. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> hashtag too soon. Is hashtag, that the deal? Yeah. hashtag too soon. Hot baths and hot tubs, I think, are overrated. People that take baths, you know, God love you. You'll, you want to soak in a bottle or a, a, a tub full of you soup. I mean, that's on you. <laughs> you soup. It is so gross. I don't understand how you get clean because you, you, you're in there, you soap up the gunk floats in the soap at the top mm-hmm. and you get up and it just sticks to you in a film. So I've never been one for hot baths. I, if my back is screaming and I need to soak for a little bit, I will soak, then get up and take a full shower. The whole concept, I know people that take baths But doesn't every that day. defeat the purpose, though, if you're going to ba- bathe? You can take a bath and then shower. I mean, doesn't that completely negate the like point I of having said, a bath? I, Pretty much. In my, have you ever made soup? You know how that oil rises to the top? At, of the soup, and I just look at it, I'm like, that's the dirt and soap scum and dead skin cells. And then you stand up out of the water, and it just kind of it clings to you, like that foam in a hot tub. Mm, oh. i, I got to tell my wife to stop making the soup. Hold yeah, on. that's. <laughs> but it's so relaxing. Is it? It can be. So you're a bath guy, Ari? Not necessarily. I mean, I don't mind taking a bath. I don't want to shame you. I no, mean, I'm not no. here to judge. I don't mind taking baths, I'm but just my bathtub's bit. too small. So Yeah, that's the other problem I have. Maybe because I'm six foot one and built like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I just don't fit naturally into <laughs> most baths. I don't know why that's funny. I don't fit naturally into most bathtubs. It's just part of me submerges. Knees are usually out. Really what's getting washed is my backside and my ankles. Everything else is out of the water. So 2024 custom-made bathtub for you? That might be the case. Ooh, then maybe yeah. I'll like a big bowl of me soup. I doubt it. I doubt it, but that's it. Where? where how about you? What's your most overrated 
concept, Ari. What do you think? I'm going New Year's Eve celebrations. You know, there's that expectation that you have to go out, and then when you do go out, especially when it hits midnight, you know, you're supposed to cheer and hug and kiss, and half the time, usually you're only cheering. Oh. Yeah, that's... Well, I would have kissed you, you, but you you, you kept pushing me away, Ari, making it weird. Hey, you get a ring in 2024 somehow, right? Somehow, yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with uh, with Ari. Just going out on New Year's Eve overall, just extremely overrated. Like I, I used to love going out, right? Yep. And now the older I get, maybe I'm just like just too tired. I don't. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! That's pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm Grandpa Simpson, old man yelling at Cloud, and I'm like, <laughs> how can that be me? I, I used to be Mr. Social, and now I'm like, I see everybody going out, and I'm like. That just looks like a headache to me mm. to go out and be amongst the masses. Well, and especially, I mean, the la- not that you want to drink and drive at all ever, right? But then especially no. on New Year's Eve, I mean, you're running that risk because there's obviously a lot more police out there patrolling the streets. But then, you know, you got to prepare too. get an Uber, get all that stuff. Last night was the first New Year's Eve I've been out in probably a decade. Wow. I went out. Went downtown and saw Brian Regan perform, one of my favorite comedians. Oh, how was that? Great show. Okay. Local guy. I wish I remembered his name. He was great, the opener. Um, it was I, I'd never heard of him before. He was fantastic. Brian Regan came out, knocked us down for an hour. That is, he's truly one of my favorite comedians. I like comedians. I, listen, I'm not against a good dirty joke or mm-hmm. a curse word. I, you know, in my real life, I, I speak like a sailor. But... Um, his show is so fun and clean and just engages your brain. He's kind of like, uh, to me, he's like Bill Engvall mm. and Jeff Foxworthy mm. and guys that are in that realm. Oh, Jim blue Gaffigan. collar comedy. Yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim Gaffigan's those, good. Those oh, guys, Jim great. They're funny. They don't need to tackle mm. the darkest parts of, of humanity and they don't have yeah. to just curse their way through the entire show. It's those comedy shows you can go at, go out after and enjoy talking about with friends and not have to worry that in mixed company it's going to go poorly. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the yeah the, the same way. Another one in, in that realm too is is Jerry Seinfeld, who mm-hmm. will. I mean, he's been doing it for years, and it might be kind of the same bit. But yeah, there was one comedian that I saw years ago, uh, Louis C.K., mm-hmm. and I thought I would like him more, but it was just every other thing was just so. <laughs> it, it was just it was too grotesque for me, mm. and I just kind of looked at my wife and I'm like, mm, I can't. But yeah, when you get somebody like a Jim Gaffigan or Trevor uh, Noah, Trevor Noah, right. Yeah, you get. Uh, you get Can I say from- one thing though? Since we are in this segment, yes, Jerry Seinfeld, overrated. Oh wow, over. I never liked the show. What? I don't enjoy his stand up. I, I would I be wrong if I turned off your mic right now? Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> be the first time. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. All right, that's it. Security. <laughs> uh, My file won't work after tomorrow. It's been fun. Yeah, I uh, no, I I have nothing against the guy. I just to me. He, you know, people resonate with you. His yeah. his comedy styling didn't. Mm. You know, I, it's funny. When I was a kid, Bill Cosby was it for me. That comic Ooh. genius, Steve Martin, then Steve I was introduced Martin, to yes. Steve Martin, and he became my guy. Then George Carlin, my dad's like, if you like this, you gotta lo- you're going to love yeah. Carlin. And I love those. And I, I grew up listening, and then it found the Richard Pryors and moved through the musical, or I'm sorry, the uh, uh, comedic. Wave, but Jerry just never hit it. Never my gotcha. dad loves Jerry okay. Seinfeld. I just, it just, the, I, the Seinfeld show, Yeah, I think everybody around him is much more entertaining than he is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Everybody, uh, he, he just seems to me to be the weaker 
the weakest of the four characters. Yes, but he's okay. he's more like the centerpiece for the insanity, which you have to have somebody that seems more sane than everybody else. I get that, but yeah, I just never got. Got to have a great supporting cast too. Yeah, yeah. And the show's even named after him. Yeah, doesn't mean he's good. All right, so what? Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. I don't even know. He's where... not listening. I don't think it's going to be. A problem. You don't think Jerry Seinfeld's listening? Not to right WCCO now. Radio? No, I'm getting a text from him right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Just my luck. You know what? Yada, yada, yada. Let's move on. Okay. There you go. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go next. I feel what is underrated is a good homemade French dip sandwich. My mm. daughter loves, because I, I love to cook. It's kind of one of the ways that I deal with my anxiety and my stress. So I have a tendency to cook a lot. But she's 13, and she has just... I figured out this French dip sandwich that she loves using a, a rolled rump roast. You put that in the slow cooker. Uh, you make your own au jus with some beef broth and Worcestershire sauce. If I'm even saying it right, I can't say it, can't spell it. But it tastes really good. Uh, you toast some bread. You put some provolone cheese on there with some onion, and you chop up the garlic. You let it sit, and, and it's it's really good. And I think My mouth is watering right now. Yeah. It's really it's. – I'm going to, as they say in the wrestling business, I'm going to put myself over. Stuff's really good. I would, really, I would agree, boy, but I have never had a homemade French dip sandwich. French dip no, sandwich. When, what time should Ari and I be over? Uh, well, today it's uh, today it's uh, Tubsy soup. So uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, you're out. On, you're out yeah, on the soup. Not going to do soup. Uh, you know, maybe next time I'll uh, I'll bring some in when I find out we're all we're all back together again. French right. dip soup as well. Or for, uh, onion, I'm sorry, yeah, onion yeah. soup. Oh yeah. Yep. You got the yep. You you take the onions and the garlic and you. You, know, you take a, a colander and you separate that, and then you have your au jus for dipping. Then mm. you put the, you, you take the onions and the garlic and you mix it back in with a little bit of au jus. You you put it all in with the with the meat. Of, of course, you you know you have to you know slice up that beef, but then yeah, you put it on there. You combine it all together, and then you put it on a plate and you slap it in front of the family and they eat it. My God. <laughs> Six five one four six one nine two two six WCCO talk and text line. What are some of your favorite overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated things? We have to take a quick break. Uh, the three of us will be back. We have more to discuss right here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. This is the Chad Hartman Show. Filling in for Chad Hartman, I'm Dave Schrader. Overrated, underrated, perfectly rated. That's what we're discussing here. Ari, you had something to add to this uh, little mix? I do. I love Skid Row, by the way. Anyway, Uh but in the underrated category, I'm going to go with coffee ice cream. Ooh. Uh, to me, coffee doesn't do much, mm-hmm. but I like the taste. But then coffee, ice cream, it just, I don't know, there's just something about it that just, oh, man. You're right. I didn't even think of that. You know what I love about coffee? The creamer. Mm, right. That's really where I go with coffee anyway. Have you ever done that, taken a nice scoop of, like, French vanilla ice cream, put it in a coffee mug, and then poured your coffee over that? No. Oh, no, never done yeah. that. Give it a shot. That's underrated. That <laughs> okay. should be done more often. Yeah. I really don't have much more to say about it. I just coffee ice cream. Well, thank you, they, Forrest Gump. I don't have much more to say about <laughs> coffee, coffee ice cream. I don't think I, – I think I've had a couple of different flavors of, of coffee. I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's never been something that I've seeked out. But see, now that you're talking about putting things in coffee, I'd like to try some – I don't, and I don't know if this would be too rich. If you take some – would you say take some ice cream – Put it in your coffee, and then maybe like a little Bailey's Irish cream? Yes. Sure. Because yeah. ba- Bailey's in anything is going to be good. Well, get the Bailey's ice cream. You can get oh, the Bailey's yeah. Irish cream ice cream, put it in there. That way, if you don't want to drink the alcohol, there are people out there that want that flavor but not the alcoholic <laughs> content. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. That's like saying I want non-caffeinated pop or non-caffeinated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, well, some people. Yeah. Everybody's got their lot in life. So, <laughs> All right. So that would be it. Um all right. Listen, I would say most underrated to me is is spending time listening to your kids' choice of music. <laughs> I I love that. I will be in if I have a car ride with my daughters that's you know, you know, they're always dad, can I play music? I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. And it's been fun because they go out of their way to try to irritate me. Mm-hmm. And they'll play hardcore rap or <laughs> grunge metal or things that they think are going to get it. They have no clue how eclectic my musical tastes are, truthfully. I mean, I play about the same five to six bands at home all the time, but they have no clue how deep it goes. But I think it's fascinating. And one thing I'll recommend to people, I had a nice hour-long drive with my daughter, Pacey, one day, and I said, what song do you listen to when you're sad? And she played the song. I was like, wow, that." That's beautiful. That's really an interesting song. What song do you play when you're really mad, when you just want to hate the world? And then she played that song for me. And we just kind of played this game. And then she started, well, what do you play, Dad? And I tell her the name of a song, and she'd listen and laugh along. And, you know, like, she'd go, oh, what song, Dad? What song takes you out of a bad mood? And I go, it's the corniest thing you're ever going to hear, but I like Come On, Get Happy by the Partridge Family. When I'm in a horrible mood, I will put on Come On, Get Happy. And if you can't just smile and bob your head along to that song, there's severely something, you know, missing in your life. Stevie Wonder is that with me. Is he? he you cannot be in a bad mood listening to Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I guess not. But to me, it was just the bubblegum music-y thing. Sure. So that, was, that to me is a big element is, is sharing that music. Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> right away from the harpsichord. Hey, come on. Get happy. They're telling you right in the theme what they want from you. But they're so demanding, though. That's I mean, don't, right. Don't, don't, don't tell me to get happy. No, it's not, hey, you, get happy. It's, come on, get happy. Come yeah, on. It's like, come on. Let's go along come together. On. See, when people say, come on, come on, I, I don't. Uh... Spread a little love and it would keep moving on. Yeah. Wow. Should they pump this music out? 
Yes. It's just into the world. Yes. They probably do it for like five minutes a day. So like our, our, <laughs> our captives. I love this song. <laughs> uh, to me, I, unabashedly, I love music okay. so much that, that that's it. And I will, like, if I'm in a dark mood, I'll throw on Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen, the whole album, mm-hmm. and just let it roll. And it, it kind of brings me out. But I think that is an important thing. Totally underrated. Spend time with your kids. Get to know their music. A, you get to know more about your kids. You get exposed to some amazing new music. And B, if you hear that music coming from a room, you might have a good idea of what you're up against with your child at that moment. See, my oh. kid always wears – she wears headphones all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I don't really – with her, her Spotify wrapped, which is apparently warped, wrapped, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like it, it kind of tells you all the songs and all the music that you listen to. I mean, she will tell me what it is that she listens to. And what I love about my kid is at 13, she'll listen to Broadway, but then she'll listen to the Beastie Boys yeah. and Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. Like, and I just, I love, because her mom and I both were like, we want you to explore things, right? Like, go out there, find out what it is that you like. And even if it's something that she and I, like, her mom and I are not, like, even remotely interested in, but go out and find your interest. You're like, and that's interesting how, you know, you say, if you're in this mood, you know, what do you listen to for this? What do you listen? That's very interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to. Ask my kid next time. I think it's a great that. way to just get to know him and, and play it. And, you know, let me – I want to tell one quick story, one of my all-time favorite stories regarding my daughter. My daughter, uh, from a very early age, like maybe one and a half, two, fell in love with Michael Jackson and his music. And you think kids don't really grasp the concept of death. And I think Pacey was like maybe three, three and a half when Michael died. And I remember her – she was deeply impacted, like sobbing that Michael Jackson, she grasped what that meant. And she grew up loving Michael. Well, uh, her mom moved to Reno, so I had custody. The kids would go visit their mom during the summer. So one summer while they were gone, I painted up the girl's room. And on one wall, I put up my, my one daughter's favorite color, the other my other daughter's favorite color. I decorated up each wall for them specifically. We had this big Michael Jackson decal on the wall. And... Uh, my daughter calls me maybe seven, eight months after that, and I'm on the road working, doing a tour, and I get a call, and my poor daughter heartbrokenly is crying, and I'm like, honey, what's wrong? And she goes, dad, I don't know what to do. I love Michael Jackson so much, but I think I like Daniel Radcliffe even more. And I was like, this was so heartbreaking to her. She loved Harry Potter, the actor, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. And Mike, and I go, well, honey, first of all, Michael's gone. So it's okay to be in love with, with Daniel Radcliffe. But I feel bad. And I, my heart broke for her. And I, again, being there in that moment, just letting her cry and have that little sense. Such but, a sensitive soul. Oh, so sensitive. And that she felt bad loving one celebrity <laughs> more than the other was just about the sweetest thing. And if she's listening, she is planning my demise right now. I'm promising you, Dad, don't ever tell that story. And I've just told it on the air. That's all right. All right. My, my daughter's very sensitive, too, and she wouldn't like some of the things that I say. But, yeah, she. I like to talk about my kid. Right. So what do you think is perfectly rated? Anybody? Anybody got a perfectly rated uh, I, I, subject? I, I, go ahead. I, right. I did write one down, and I didn't realize it until I got in today, but uh, mine is going to be Mark andre Fleury playing in his 1,000th game. Wow. He's only the fourth goalie to do so. In, that, that, that is longevity, that, man. That's, that is longevity. That's Hall of Fame right there, which we already knew. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he's... 
He's had his, his trials and tribulations since being with the Wild, but yeah, you think about all of the success that Marc-Andre Fleury has had, the Stanley Cups, and, and even just the influence now that he can have on Philip Gustafson. Yep. You know, I, I think it's, it's incredible to have somebody like that with this team. So, yeah, to be able to have the 1,000th game. And think about all that. We talk about the physicality of some of these sports in football. I think hockey and hockey players don't get enough credit for being the athletic specimens that they are. Well, and especially goalies. I mean, you're doing all kinds. You're doing handstands. <laughs> you're, just the maneuverability, like you said, it's it's incredible. You have to be so... Um, what's... I, I can't even think. Agile. Agile, thank you. Agile, yeah. yeah. Flexible. 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 Yeah. Yeah. See, I was testing you guys. Yeah, See, very good. Go. good. I got the thesaurus <laughs> sitting right here, thankfully. Okay, and I was looking at Dave's thesaurus. Yeah. I, I do have one properly rated here. Yes. I didn't go out last night because I'm a fuddy-duddy. Now, right. Dave's Mr. You know, Mr. Social. He goes out nowadays, and I don't know. I'm sure you probably went out. I, I you went out? out? Okay. I didn't, yeah. I was home by 10. I just want to be on record. Uh, See, this is, yeah. this is like Sesame Street. One of these things <laughs> is not like the other. But I, last night... Because the Vikings played so well, I decided I was going to check something else out. And we love watching uh, Andy Cohen and uh, Anderson Cooper. Seeing a New Year's Eve, like those two <laughs> yes. guys are great. Especially when you let Andy Cohen, you know, when you let him hit the sauce a little bit. Well, last night they had a segment where they had John Mayer was live. Uh, yes, I heard about this. From a cat bar in Japan. <laughs> and uh, here's a little bit of it. This is a place you can come enjoy a drink or two. And uh, talk to cats. It's a cat bar. I mean, I don't know how much more clear I can be about the objective of this place. Anderson Cooper giggling like a little schoolgirl with John Mayer deadpanning, being surrounded by cats in Japan just is a great way to bring in 2024. That might be an underrated. Oh, yeah. 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 That might be underrated. Yeah, I, I love when you can see people enjoying their job. Not when they're sloppy. Not when you see Joe Namath on the sideline going, you're pretty. I, I want to kiss, kiss you. you. Yeah. That's awkward, and you just feel the pain for everybody involved. Or Susie Colber. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, wow. I would say my perfectly rated, I think, is is live music. Getting mm-hmm. out and seeing a band, whether, you, you know, whether you're just at a bar and there's a live performer, or you're going out to uh, Target Field or Target Center or Excel and watching a band, I love that dynamic of being with... 25,000 mm-hmm. of my closest friends as we sing in this uh, harmony, trying to keep along with our favorite musicians. I just love that. I, I That is my favorite thing. I've probably seen 500 shows oh, in yeah. my life. Me too. And I just, I love music, man. And, and getting out there, I think that's perfectly rated. They that, say live music is yeah. good for the soul. It for is. sure. And I saw some live music myself last night. I was at Prize Brewing, and uh, this band, Sun Squabby, was there. Kind of a, a groove-oriented band and i mean they just shredded it's just all instrumental but i mean it was amazing do you guys I, like original bands or do you like covers yes original yes. i go more original okay i don't mind a cover band I, there was a great cover band in minneapolis a couple years ago and they would play a lot of the deeper cuts it wasn't just your typical okay we're gonna play the same you know okay. 15 songs that every cover band's playing yeah chris chris jericho has a band called quarantine <laughs> That plays deep kiss cuts. Okay. Like songs you wouldn't normally hear. Well, and his other band, yeah. in his band Fozzie. Fozzie. They yeah. started out as just a cover band. Yeah, they were Fozzie Osbourne. They were a cover <laughs> band of Black Sabbath and Ozzy, but they turned into original music as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, we got to wrap it up. Did you guys have any last minute thoughts you want to add to this? I'm, I think I'm good. I'm good too. All right. We well, didn't that's kill it. a bit, I don't think. No. 
No, and I think we've made it our own. And this, we this, put our spin on it. This might have been an underrated <laughs> bit that is now we put perfectly the bar, the, rated. The, the bar is so high right now. Exactly. Bar Chad, so I don't high. even know that you need to come back in. We've got this every day, just our own version of that. Well, I'm just kidding. We'll see you again soon, Chad. We have to take our break. It is News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back. This is the Chad Hartman Show. Filling in, I'm Dave Schrader on Newstalk 830 WCCO, and I couldn't think of a better way to bring in the new year. I don't know if you know this, Chris, but today marks my 18th anniversary of being on Twin Cities Radio. No, I did not know yep. that, man. Congratulations. Yeah, my first uh, first ever appearance uh, talking on the radio was uh, January 1st, 2006. Wow. So here we are 18 years later. I got to admit, this this is kind of cool mm-hmm. you know, to to be able to work with you because of what you do with television and your history in radio and then also part of the Chris Jericho cruise. So this to me is, you know, getting a chance to talk to you a little bit here and there, but actually being able to chop it up with you for an extended period of time. Like this is this is truly an honor, man. Like this. Well, this is a you. treat. It's a treat. And I, you know, I, I don't uh, talk openly much about the other shows I've done in the past because I'm more than just the topics I've covered in the past. And so I don't always like to set the, you know, you set the bait and tell people, oh, I talked about this kind of topic in the past. And then you get pigeonholed, though. It's right. like you can only do that. You, you, you know, it's like once you're branded as something, that's all you are. And you can't. You're like, no, I, I can do other things. This just yeah. happens to be what I know. And I think. The the response that I'm seeing from the text line is you're very people love the versatility and just being able to go into different directions. Some serious, you know, some silly. But no, I I think like How dare you. Where have I been silly today? Today oh, is all I, about action. Oh, I I know, but no, I I mean you're uh, you're you know even just last week with with uh, filling in for Jason DeRussia. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah I I think I mean people people are seeing it on the text Thank line. You. you can't see it. Thank you very much, folks. I appreciate the love and kindness. And let's get into a little bit of sports talk here. Uh, I know Chad oh. Hartman's, you know, kind of your guy for sports on this. But I, I want to cover this because there are a few stories that I'm just mind-boggling. First of all, I have to acknowledge, I, I don't like to acknowledge, but I will acknowledge on the talk and text line, we got Rod from Wisconsin weighing in saying, uh, hey, guys, what did I tell you last week? I said, if, if. If the Packers get to the quarterback three, four, five times that my Packers would win, the Vikings front line got beat Rod in Wisconsin. Good for you, Rod. Good for you. I think he when he says my Packers, I assume he's probably an owner that's got one of those certificates. Probably. And yeah. if he's not, he should have one. If not, just twenty nine ninety five send it to me and I'll print <laughs> one off for you. And uh, send it to you. No, you know, that's cool. Love your no, team. Good, I'm all yeah. for it. Um, what I don't understand the NFL has fined Justin Jefferson. All right, I should this there's multi layers to what I don't understand. Okay. The amount of money that they find him, you know, 13 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand, okay, $13,659 seems like a very specific amount of money. Well, it's like the it was like the uh the the wheel of fines though. I mean, I think it just happened. Oh, is it? It just kept Yeah, I think up? it's like a wheel of fines. Oh, the more you do, the more you pay. I think so, yeah. Well, they nailed him for unsportsmanlike conduct after his touchdown reception during Sunday's loss to the Detroit Lions. And according to NFL Network's Tom, what is it, Pelissario, the fine is for a brief gun-like gesture that Jefferson made to the camera 
after his touchdown reception, which violates the NFL rule. I'm doing my best to bite my tongue on this. Against making a violent gesture. You morons. You complete and utter buffoons. So watch the footage. It exists out there. It's He is happy. He's <laughs> dancing. He's doing his little thing. And as he comes around, he turns the cameras right at him. And what he does is he throws a quick finger pop at him. Mm-hmm. I call it a finger pop, not finger guns. It's just yeah. everybody does that motion. It doesn't mean <laughs> it's not like he stopped, took aim at the camera, and you know, shot the thumb. Yeah. He just, and as a matter of fact, you could see it register in his head because he throws the finger pop and then goes straight into a high signal with yeah. his hand and then runs off the field for less than one, one billionth of a second. I'm not sure that's scientifically correct. Don't, don't hold me to it. But for that brief moment, it is considered a violent gesture. Again, he didn't take aim. He didn't wink and pull the trigger. Nothing. It was a quick and I can't even call it a finger gun. When you point your finger at somebody acknowledging them, the thumb is up. Yeah, it's almost like when you when you go and you're like you kind of wink and you're like. Yeah. Now that to me would be the violent gesture because that the, the that's like that's a gun. This was just a quick hey oh, acknowledging the camera. But there was a wink that was involved with that. Yeah, ah, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's so stupid. Thirteen thousand. 600. Can you morons not find better ways? Because the NFL is so anti-domestic uh, violence, right? Well, I okay, I get that. God love you. God love We don't need more gun violence. Mm-hmm. I don't think any person on this planet watched that and thought, oh, he's advocating shooting someone. That is just a, a quick acknowledgement. That is a we have presidents that do that. They'll point to somebody that they see in the press row or somebody else, and they, it's not a violent gesture. A co- context matters oh, with, context. with this. Yes, and yeah. it was so quick and brief, and it was re- and the fact he was aware that even in this brief second, yeah. he changed it from that acknowledgement moment to like a high five look. Oh, I just, I can't even. It's the second time Jefferson has been fined after a game this season for unsportsmanlike conduct. And there are enough players out there that are doing, ripping their helmets off, screaming and yelling on the sidelines and slamming stuff. To me, that's unsportsmanlike. There's no no consistency with the NFL. But it's healthy. He didn't do it on the field of play. He got off and he was mad at himself for missing an opportunity, mad at himself for, you know, that I get. Give him a little bit of you. You ask these guys to play at a high caliber. Yeah. And they're, I understand that you expect a certain level of decorum. But yet, here's something that makes no sense. Haven't we seen the sidelines or the, the end zone play where they attempt to, uh, they'll bite the imaginary pin out of the football and throw it, and then they all it's fall like a grenade. Down, like a grenade? Yeah. To me, that would be a violent deal. I don't know if that's been, maybe that's now been outlawed by the not fun league. I'm not sure. Or the, or you have to give the ball CPR. Yeah. Like, it's, what, you, you want to resuscitate a a ball? It, it does seem like it's it's very inconsistent with the very. NFL. And, no and, and where they decide, number one, what they deem a penalty with, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct and celebration. Number two, the amount of fines. So, yeah, I, right. I do say the wheel of fines, but I, and I, I it love almost this. seems like it's that. Well, Jefferson was fined $10,927. <laughs> Again, what a weird number. After the Vikings' October 1st victory over the Carolina Panthers, over his celebration in which he seemingly mocked the Panthers' defense with just too little celebration after his uh, his touchdown. 
So to me, you're on the field of play, exchanging barbs, throwing threats at one another on yep. the field, getting into each other's head. And Tim, I'm coming for you. I'm going to run you over. I'm going to you're I'm going to hit you so hard. Your mom feels it. Those comments are allowed on the field of play. And when you get done and you kind of, hey, I made it through, you're going to get fined because you mocked him back. I don't let him have some fun unless it's getting like really bad. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Unless it turns into something that's personal, yeah. Like Andrew Booth Jr. last night from the Vikings smacking Aaron Jones after the game right. was over. Yeah, I'm mean, like, dude, dude, that's there's, stupid. There's no call for that, right? I mean, Aaron Jones would have had every right just to take you down and whoop that rear end. And I understand, yeah. be in the moment, but yeah. you're at, again, you're asking a bunch of guys that are juiced up, and I don't mean drug wise, but juiced up, adrenaline, up, adrenaline, playing their hearts out. They're trying to make their way, fight their way to victory. And then they're having fun in that moment, which is what this is supposed to be about. And then you're going to penalize them I, for some of the most basic things. Now, with that, let's roll into this story. Um, well, we'll do that. We have to take a break. We'll come back. Fans are reacting to the NFL's action against the ref, Brad Allen, for the controversial call in the Cowboys-Lions game, saying this is an embarrassment for the league, and I couldn't agree more. We'll talk about that when we return. This is the Chad Hartman Show. I'm Dave Schrader. This is News Talk 830 WCCO. Well played, sir. It's just another Manic Monday here on WCCO. Filling in for Chad Hartman, I'm Dave Schrader. We're talking a little football. Apparently I'm a little steamed by this. By what's going on, uh, I appreciate all the comments and compliments coming in through the WCCO talk and text line and that uh, you guys understand it, uh, my frustrations and anger. Let's, uh, oh my gosh. So here's, if you missed it, the the game against the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, right? This was a, a an incredible game right down to the wire. Here you've got this moment where they're going to go for the two-point conversion to win the game, Detroit, right? And they are called for an ineligible receiver, illegal touch. What was the exact call? Do you remember uh, how that broke down? I'm trying to— It was uh, an illegal substitution. Okay. Yeah. However, uh, the coach claims he was the one that told the ref that they were coming in. Uh, The players were acknowledging it. It's been proven beyond a doubt that they did— let them know that this took place. You actually have an audio clip, right? Yeah, uh, here's a little bit of Lions coach Dan Campbell explaining he told the officials exactly what they were planning to do. I don't want to talk about it, all right? I explain everything pregame to a T, okay? I did that. 70 reported, 58 didn't, or 68 didn't. We threw it 68. That was the explanation. So essentially, the wrong person, the officials say the wrong person reported mm-hmm. as the eligible receiver. And if you look at the video, the video clearly has the Lions individual. He was in the huddle, and quarterback Jared Goff pushed him over to tell him, go report, go report. as eligible. Right. So he went over to the official, and the official walked away. If right. you see, the, the official was looking at him for a brief period and then walked away. Which, this this is a game changer because they ended up calling back the two-point conversion, which would have put the, the Detroit Lions ahead. And 
Campbell, again, now he went two more attempts at this two-point conversion, failing each one and getting pushed back further, then brought back in. I kind of feel like maybe take the tie at that moment. I know you want the win so bad. I get that concept. But when you go back and review this controversial call, and I understand refs are human too, but this ref group has been having trouble throughout the year. There's been a lot of very questionable calls from them. Uh, just to kind of touch base again, this this call started after a successful completion that Decker had not reported as an eligible receiver before the ball was snapped. The lineman continues to stand by the fact that he did indeed report to the officials, as was determined by video evidence. The Lions, after several more attempts, weren't able to get that successful two-point conversion. They lost to the Cowboys. Sunday morning, Adam Schefter reported that Roger Goodell and the National Football League had made a decision about Brad Allen's officiating crew. The crew, who has now been a part of several officiating miscues this season, are being downgraded and will not be available for the playoffs. That says something huge. This is a big step for the NFL. But it's also seen as necessary by fans as the playoff implications of officiating decisions are dire. Fans on social media quickly commented on the news, and some even argued that it may not be enough. Some fans requested the officiating crew to be suspended or even fired for their controversial calls this season. A lot of comments. I don't want to go through all the ones on, on Twitter and X and social media. but no, Those are, I'm, I'm sure, well thought out and rational. Right. Well, a lot of them are. They're just very angry by this bad calling. Head referee Brad Allen and his officiating crew have been punished after their latest officiating controversy. But like I said, this isn't the first time that Allen's crew has been under scrutiny for a miscue. In Week 15, in a game between the Browns and the Bears, uh, Zadarius Smith technically should have been flagged for roughing the passer on Justin Fields. That call would have put the Bears in field goal contention, yet it wasn't flagged. Days later, the NFL fined Smith for the play, which proved that it was roughing the passer. Then in week 13, with 19 seconds remaining in the primetime matchup between the the Chiefs and the Packers, there was a missed pass interference call on Green Bay cornerback Harrington Valentine. While there are likely other missed calls, these three plays clearly decided the outcome of games, and they were enough for the NFL to make a very big decision. So that, to me, is very frustrating. Now, I want to play both sides of this field for a second. Freeze frame shows the refs actually screwed the Cowboys before that controversial Lions penalty. So a win is a win, but Dallas Cowboys, they, they probably shouldn't have lost to Detroit on Saturday night because of what had happened to them prior to the play that led to the scoring run. Uh, again, well, everybody should be heaping praise on C.D. Uh, Lamb, Dak Prescott, Demarcus Lawrence, Jordan Lewis, and other Cowboy heroes. Everyone's talking about the controversial Lions penalty that we just discussed. But after driving the length of the field to score the touchdowns, the Lions converted a go-ahead two-point conversion. That got overturned. Footage now shows that um, that the – oh, God, where is it? It just blew away on here. Uh, oh, here, here we go. There's no arguing that the Lions did get hosed. In their call, right? But the refs actually screwed the Cowboys on the previous drive. Remember, there was that crippling tripping call on Peyton Hendershot that wiped out a long Tony Pollard run on a first down? Hendershot didn't do anything wrong. It was actually a Lions edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson, that extended his leg and then protested as if he was impeded. Yeah, and and, and, I mean, that that stuff... That happens all the time with players. Something happens. It's all about selling it. We hear that in every sport. Right. You're you're always going to and and the post snap 
like when the action is happening like that, it's so hard because it's real time. And if you don't catch it, you go by the player's reaction. So to me, it's, it's that is really like no different than a holding call. It's like, well, I, I was being held. You could call a holding or a tripping on, on almost any play if you really look hard enough. Right. So I, I and, mean, and these guys yeah. have to be aware of a, a large playing field, a lot of players, but that's your job. And when you're you're messing up points that can take a, game, a team out of contention for home field mm-hmm. advantage, which Detroit would have had. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's something that needs to be considered. Now, I guess, and we only have just a few seconds, but NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has the authority to overturn the Detroit uh, Lions game. So I don't know if you knew about that, but the, he actually has that ability to to take that. It's uh, part of the NFL rule book under section uh, rule 17, section two, I believe. Uh, and it gives the commissioner the authority to take appropriate disciplinary and corrective measures in cases like Saturday night's controversial illegal touching penalty that reversed the Lions' successful two-point conversion. Now, will we see that happen? I don't know. It would be interesting. No, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think you can. I mean, I mean it, it sucks for the Lions because, you know, their fans, you know, believe it or not, some people do get a little emotionally invested in their teams. Oh, I mean, the NFL's rigged. It's, it's rigged. It's against us. It's fixed. This just adds fuel to the people that are having fun with it. But there are some individuals that go down that conspiracy rabbit hole. And I just feel like but this, that's why Goodell should maybe step up and penalize so that we can say, hey, we're taking this serious. But then I, I feel like that would be a bad precedent to send as well, because then you can go back to any questionable call within any game and say, well, if this would have happened, we would have done blah, 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 blah. And X, Y and Z. And we would have won. I just I feel like it's a bad precedent if he would indeed do that. But in this case, it was an actual scoring moment. It wasn't just a, well, we could have continued marching down the field to win. We, you know, that would have given us a first down again, and we would have had an opportunity. That I understand. But when it's an actual scoring moment that would have changed the outcome of the game and the scoring moment actually happened, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, it's frustrating to me as a football fan. Um, and refs are getting crushed for absurd late call in the Chiefs versus Bengals game as well. There's just We need to crack down on this because these guys are playing their hearts out. The fans are, are vested in this, and we, we need the refs to stop stealing games from uh, teams that are really, really fighting hard. All right, let's take our uh, final break of the hour. We'll be back. This is the Chad Hartman Show. Filling in for Chad, I'm Dave Schrader. This is News Talk 830-WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 